This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car? while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it. They take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Oh, this is me. Today on the show. I mean, I can do it. I've been doing it for seven weeks or whatever. Today on the show, Matt and Bert are back. So the whole crew is back together. And that's really all you need to know for this episode. But we will talk Orioles, of course. A little Dylan Bundy action. A little attendance. And we might even get into some Ravens talk. All that and more on this edition of Section Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am, a, I am of course, your endearingly <laughs> stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, as always, I'm joined by the zany Brett Rohde. What up, 336ers? 
Back in the house. And the button lover, Josh Soroka. Kind of glad you guys are back. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we had some good shows, but it's been different. Yeah. It's definitely been some different shows. Uh, uh, well, I know you've been holding the fort down, Josh, and we're grateful and we appreciate it. Uh, but now, now that I'm back... Uh, and now that Bert's back, I think you can kind of take a step back, Josh, right? Don't get too comfortable with that microphone because I'm here to fill <laughs> this up the This means I get a couple weeks off. Well, you're, I mean, you can be here. We still need someone to hit the buttons. All right, but you don't have to dominate the conversation because we're back. But we do want to give a huge thanks and shout out to all the people who filled in over the past two months. Did you guys listen? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who filled in? Yeah. We'll, we'll, let, we'll, let, well, let's talk about it. <laughs> we can go back to, I think, the, the first episode that was done without me, but Bert was here. I just want to give a shout out to Bert on his great introduction. Oh yeah, I was I was very loud that week. Apparently, oh. <laughs> I burnt I burned out Josh's ears. I think there was only one week with the two of us in studio. Right? Yeah, yeah. But the best part of it was your introduction, which and I think it involved two Meg Ryan movie references. That's true. Yeah, Cities of Angels and uh, oh, Sleepless in, in Seattle. Because yeah. it was a terrible West Coast trip. We were in uh, Seattle and Los Angeles, City right. of Angels. And City of Angels, not many people would pick up on that <laughs> Meg Ryan reference. Nicolas Cage, great film. Well, fortunately, it had like one of the greatest <coughs> songs ever in oh, Goo Goo Dolls, Iris. Oh, my goodness. Don't get me started. <laughs> and I don't want the world to see. <laughs> so you got me started. And then uh, after that, we've had a lot of people fill in like... Um, um, uh, Corey from Oh the Anthem. Corey, yeah, yeah that was, was one. Yeah, and then we had Eric fill in from. Um, oh well, first of all, we had Corey and of course Ryan Blake together. Yeah, from Backwards K back yep. together. Good stuff. Just bringing all kinds of different Baltimore podcasts together, uh, which is in a, uh, just an interesting mix. It had and a little uh, Birdland Radio vibe. Very, very much so. Uh, and then we had, of course, Eric in studio from, from Barstool. Barstool Sports. E Rock saw him this weekend. Eric's great. Yeah, we played softball with him over there at um, at Frederick Keys, and we we whooped his team. Hold on, you guys played the Frederick Keys game, the media celebrity yeah, softball, softball game. game. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll have to ask about that. Pre- later. Pretty sure I caught one of Eric's uh, fly balls. Uh, well, we can get back to that a little bit later, uh, but we also want to give huge thanks uh, to to Glenn Clark, uh, who who filled in. Who I was saying before the show started that I don't think I could ever do a show with him <laughs> because we would probably end up screaming at each other and fighting for mic time. He uh, talks too much, and I, I disagree I, with everything he says. I love Glenn Clark, and I think you have done an episode with Glenn Clark. He called in one time. We interviewed him, yeah. Haven't we had him in studio before? That no. was the first time, yeah. No. Really? Uh-huh. After a Maryland game, he called in. We talked to Terps basketball for a while. I thought we had him at the old house. Nope. nope. Old studio. Nope. I've never met him in person. Yeah, it was a phone All call. Right. I've, and I've called into uh, his show before once when we were doing the Obscure Orioles well, you, night. You do, that's what you are. You call into other radio shows. I, yeah, I've done it a total of two times. <laughs> <laughs> once to Glenn Clark. And once to Jeremy Kahn after we had him on on episode six. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going way, way back, 336ers. Uh, episode six. Throwback. That was a great episode. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, check Except the Except he, he hogged up all my uh, story time. By the time we finished the Jeremy Kahn interview, I I had burnt story time. and I had to nail it into like four minutes. Yeah. And I like a good... He's like, a talker, too. He's a talker. I like a good 13-minute uh, burnt story time. Yeah, I know you do. Those uh, radio guys are pros, man. They do, yeah. They'd like to talk. You just throw out any kind of question. How are you doing today? Boom. They're, they're gone <laughs> they're for 10 gone. minutes. Yep. Uh, so, uh, did I cover everybody? We appreciate the intern s- stepping up and... Also, I brought him. I brought him to the table one week. Nice. I let him sit in Bert's seat with Glenn and I. Sweet, sweet. He didn't contribute much. 
And we can say that because he's not going to listen to this. <laughs> and we uh, and and um, my my father, Bert's father-in-law, stepped up and and and, and was on a show as well. We yeah. had we had a I did one show with a bunch of people where we had a bunch of people who I don't even have their names on now who shared their story of uh, becoming Oriole fans. Because I asked Bert, what was your story about being an Oriole fan? And his was born. His was just like, oh, it's born. I grew up an Oriole fan. Yeah. I was told to be an Oriole fan. I'm yeah. an Oriole fan. Yeah. So instead, I talked to people that had much cooler stories about growing up outside of Baltimore. And yeah, well, well, we we appreciate everyone who stepped up um, and helped us to contribute to to excellent content, even while we were gone. But Bert and I are back, and we are here to stay. You're back, and Crush Davis is back. Yeah, absolutely. He hit a dong, but we'll see what happens next time up. I yeah, got we'll my see. money on a strikeout. He needs to heat up because it's his uh, bobblehead night this Saturday. I know. Night. There's nothing right. You don't want to go four strikeouts on Crush Davis. And Samson bobblehead night. You know that's going to happen. No, he's he's been really good with the walks. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. And I'll take a dong. So we're back. We're rejuvenated. Um, uh, Bert had a relaxing experience in in Florida. My home away from home. Every, every time I talked to Bert, he was in line for something. Yes, I love Walt Disney World, and I'm not ashamed to say it. How does this rank with your other year's experiences? Don't they all just run together, or was this? any different than every other year it could, it just gets better every year my, my children get older and they appreciate it more the youngest one baby albie who's two now uh he is a riot he's not afraid of any of the characters any of the rides just he gets so excited for everything that we do uh so i get a lot of enjoyment out of it but i also get a lot of enjoyment when I pawn the kids off on a babysitter, and then me and my wife can also go and just enjoy I, it as adults. Enjoy my I, 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 I tried to support you and defend you last week. Yeah, yeah. I when, heard Glenn. When Glenn was saying it's a little strange for a grown man to be excited, and I just said, oh, well, you like it because you're kids, when really I know if you didn't have kids, you'd still be down Oh, there. I would still go, absolutely. Yeah. But more importantly, you were in Tanzania, Africa. Yeah. How, is, how much better is, was that? Going back, what, four years later? A little different than a corner of Epcot. Yeah, I mean, I go to Epcot every year, but four four years away from Af- Africa? <laughs> was it four like, years? It was six. It was six, six wow. Yeah, yeah. so it was, it, was, it was a great experience. It was... Uh, I know you like this. This song pretty much just recaps your trip. I prefer the Toto one. I know. I just don't <laughs> have the Toto one in because Matt didn't know what Toto was. Yeah, Josh, I just sent you a link on Facebook Messenger. If you could play that. Um, a couple of things, a couple of problems with the show before I talk about my... my, my problems Africa. with the show. Yeah, a couple of problems with the show. First of all, that song is a problem. If you want to get some good 10 to meet East all African right. All right. music... This is some video of some lady throwing clothes over the wall. This is gospel. Tennessee's love their gospel music. All right, so this is the music you're likely to hear on a bus ride traveling Tanzania. That, that is not the, the waka waka. That is the waka. fastest you've ever Googled and sent me a link. Why can't you do that when I'm asking about stats on Bundy? <laughs> oh, I got, I got these songs saved in my computer. Just, just this has a, my this has a nice uh, Caribbean vibe to it. Yeah, very much so. Very much the Caribbean feel. You'll, you'll hear this for 10 hours straight on the bus ride. I'm very familiar <laughs> with this, this song. Yeah. I won't even try to pronounce this song. It's, well, it's, it's Swahili. Ninfandish yeah. So that song you like to play about Africa. I, Martha. I, I didn't hear one one time. And secondly, just to be clear, I was in Tanzania. Um, Africa is made up of about 169 countries. But Tanzania is in about Africa. About 300 different languages. Yeah, but 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 you don't say you're in North America right now. Um, 
If I go, all right. If you I ask someone where you're from, you don't say I'm from. I'm from North America. If I am going up to Toronto, what song am I gonna play? I don't know what song you're gonna play. Yeah, Canada. It's sure it, it's you're you're in Africa. And also to be clear, I don't know what you guys are doing here <laughs> at here in America, but when I called in, because I listened back to when I called in. And other people called it. <laughs> the fact that I sounded better yeah, coming and... from Africa, ten thousand miles away, than Bert <laughs> did coming from Florida. Yeah, that was How impressive. That yeah, WhatsApp sounds way better than AT and T or whoever you have. Verizon. Yeah, we did FaceTime, didn't we? When oh I yeah, we in. did FaceTime. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been yeah. my Wi-Fi. I blame it on that. I was in the Outer Banks, which. Sucks. Oh yeah, it was Josh's fault. That wasn't my fault. No, Were you talking I to talked to him in oh, the yeah, same, same seat, same Shoot spot. Shoot me loud and clear. All right, all right. I take it back. Yeah, no, but Africa was great. It was great. It was, uh, it was. It's like it's kind of like the ultimate va- vacation in the sense that it was rejuvenating. Like, like it was good for me physically. I lost twenty three pounds because walking everywhere, and I think just not drinking beer for yeah. two months. Also, uh, I think you know how that works, Bert. <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't drink any of their homemade beer, the, like the battery the, acid. The, well, there's the Palm Bay, which is um, bamboo. It's fermented bamboo juice. I did not drink the bamboo juice. Okay. Heard it messes up your stomach pretty good. Ooh. Um, but 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 yeah, and it was good. It was a good time for me. I read a ton of books. It was good to get away from kind of um, intellectually and emotionally. Good to get away from all the computers and the internet. It was nice to get away from that kind of stuff. That is nice. Um, <coughs> it was a lot of ta- hanging out with people. A lot of talking. Of course, the the teaching Tanzanians was great. It was just a good time, physically, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually. Like all that, all that stuff was great for two months. Just to kind of get away from it all. Um, and serve for two months. So it was it was it was a great experience. I'm, I I love that I did it. I definitely will do it again sometime here in the future. I was trying to think about like what you missed to fill you in, and I was like, I guess I can tell you that Wade Miley is now an Oriole. Yeah, there's Steve some, Pierce is back. Yeah, and I, I and we could talk about Brian Mattis starting for the Cubs well, and all that stuff. I want to talk about, and I hope we have a few hours here because <laughs> I want to get into all that stuff because I have strong opinions on every one of those things. And on ten thousand other things, so I'm excited to be back. Talk. I miss baseball. I did. I, I miss baseball a lot. It was nice to be back to the yard it yesterday. Was, it was fun reading the box scores, um, but I, I didn't miss this heat. I tell you what. Sure. Yeah. Go to Africa, or go to Tanzania, and 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 you come back here and it's hot. I don't know how this is supposed to work, but I want to go back to Tanzania for the cooler weather. Right. Send me back to Africa for the cooler weather because Baltimore's too darn hot. Did you see a lot of soccer down there? Play some soccer? I played soccer, Football, yeah. as they would call it? I played soccer and volleyball. Th- those okay. are kind of the sports. Uh, uh, what was the temperature there? It was it was in the in the 50s and 60s. Really? During yeah. the day? That sounds wonderful. At night, it got into like the low 50s, 40s a couple times. Wow. Um, and during the day, we'd get up into the upper 60s. Yeah. So do you have like wear hoodies and stuff? Oh, I wore my uh, my Orioles hoodie. I only brought one hoodie, uh-huh. my Orioles hoodie. You I wore, wore every, every single day. day. <laughs> and I, I brought a sleeping bag, you know. And I also brought like normal sheets, but I slept in my sleeping bag every night. Wow, it was cold, but because it, it was up in the hills, and the seasons are opposite, so this is winter in Tanzania, okay. uh, and it was up in the hills, the high high elevations. It was chilly. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but great, and it's, it's great to be, but it's great to be back home. It's great to, uh, on, on the way home from the airport, we stopped at that, um, what's that burger place? Got a nice hamburger. Five guys. Not five guys. Love five guys. Not five guys. Mothers, where you can now go get your trombo shirts. No, it's near B B W I on the way back. The little. F- it's not a fast. Oh, you went to Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. Yeah, I got a nice burger from Steak and Shake. 
It was, it was nice. And then got home, ate some good, uh, also just great food. I had, had, I have been eating a lot of cheese lately as well. Of course, drinking a lot of beverages, uh, specifically of the adult nature. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> Try, I'm trying to get that twenty three pounds back. It's not going to take long for me to get that twenty three pounds back. Oh, speaking of steak and shake, Dash, that's like your favorite place. Yeah, isn't it's it? one of my favorite. I places. went to steak and shake for the first time while we were. Down it's in awesome. Florida. Yeah, you got to know what to get, but it's awesome. I mean, I I was happy with what I got. I don't, what what did I know I was supposed um, to get? Oh, you just get a burger and fries. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, the, burger and fries. The the, fris- and the Frisco melt is the best thing on the on the menu. Okay, and then you get the uh, fries, and it's I love it because it's half. It's like three hours from here on the way to the Outer Banks. So I always hit it around midnight. Okay. And midnight is the perfect time for a burger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, or, or like 3 a.m. on the way back. Yeah, yeah. Any of that type where nothing else is open, it's the perfect time for a really greasy food. We drove home from Florida uh, this past Saturday night. Uh, we hit the road at 1 a.m. And I got about three hours down the road and I was getting hungry. Actually, no, it was probably less than it was like 2 a.m. One hour down the road, I guess it would have been. I was starving. Crystal. I had to get my crystal uh, checks. Uh, crystal uh, crystal, crystal fits in on that. Crystal no checks. Matt, Matt had a bad experience at Crystal. I've only had one experience at Crystal, and it was a bad one. Really? Oh, I cockroaches. lived there when I was in college, man. Yeah, well, if you, if you had cockroaches on your tray, I, I, I bet you would think that. I prefer White <laughs> Castle over Crystal, but but a, a sack of the little chicken littles you can is yeah. never bad. Crystal chicks. That's what yeah. it is. Okay, we're not. You guys aren't 21 anymore, all right? I know. It Take was it so easy. good. Doesn't I ate a whole bag of them. I when I when I go through At the two a.m. when I go through the drive-through in the middle of the night, going to the Outer Banks, I always get two Frisco melts, <laughs> and then I feel so <laughs> sick when I get to the Outer Banks. Hey, you guys mentioned playing in the Frederick Keys yeah. softball game. Tell me about that because last year me and Matt played in it. Yeah, we were on opposite teams. <laughs> My team won. I believe I scored the winning run. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't have neither one of us really had a successful day. You only had one at bat. I remember. That sounds about right. Yeah, um, it was blistering hot. What what happened this it past was, Saturday? Even hotter this. this it, was so hot. it was so it hot. It was hotter. Uh, and I, I got a little sentimental at the beginning because we lined up to sing the national anthem, and I remember <laughs> Matt, Matt starts giggling. <laughs> my my highlight la- of the last of experience last year was the national anthem. They ask you to take off your hats. <laughs> you got that huge orange cowboy hat, that goofy foam cowboy hat yes. that you take off and put over your chest. <laughs> and I just thought about that, and, I, and, I, and it made me laugh. I was being respectful. Absolutely. Gentlemen, take off your hats. Well, I'm not going to leave this giant foam cowboy hat on. Absolutely. But it was a low-scoring com- competitive game. Yeah. Uh, it was I fun. got an RBI. Did you? Yeah. Congratulations. We both made a couple plays in the outfield. I had a nice little sliding diving catch. Um, I, I hit a line drive to the outfield that resulted in a double play. Ah, uh, yeah, because those the bases are ninety feet. Yeah, they're far. And, and you're playing with radio DJs and radio engineers that don't know what they're doing. So was it a bunch of weather girls? Last year was a yeah, couple yeah, of them. Yeah, Traffic yeah. girls, yeah, weather girls, yeah, and, and then engineers, older, older radio guys and older engineers. Okay, and then the young like girls. Yeah, yeah. So it's that combination, which, which is a funny, a funny right. combo. We had a good time. It's fun and all, but it really makes me think. If one of these minor league teams really wants to have some fun, they need to get forget old media, focus on internet media, uh-huh. and go to all these bloggers and podcasters in there to have a lot of fun, play a game, and then do a little meetup before the game starts. Remember last year, I, I recalled the weather girls because we made it to like the very end of the game. Nobody got hurt until one of the tiniest girls in one of the team got plowed over by this big old guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to beat out a, a, a throw or something, and she got knocked down and scraped her knees all up and we, stuff. <laughs> we had some girl who was hurt like the very first inning. Oh, remember that one girl last year? Back. 
who was like brutal, like cursing at our team. Like she's like, I played uh, Division One A softball in college. We're gonna win this game if I have my life depends on it. I don't remember that. But she was on my team. Yeah, that sounds pretty intense. You guys were on the same team. Yeah, we were yeah, on the same yeah. team, and we won. It was fun. Uh, we, we beat E Rock's team. That's Eric good. Bart still. So it was. It was fun though. It was. It was. It was hot, but it was a lot of fun. It's fun playing on those professional fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To slide on the grass and not be. Uh, nicked up to play infield without a cup because you don't have to worry about the ball <laughs> bouncing crazy like you're doing because you're playing when you're in softball leagues we play in when you play outfield you're a step in off the dirt yeah. and uh, and did they have like the the guy out there with a the microphone and showing the video on the jumbo yeah, and yeah, all that doing again interviews in between cool cool uh, cool so it was that's fun the glad. keys do a really good job with that it was a lot of fun yeah i'm glad yeah. you guys got invited yeah back. it's a great time yeah all right, can we talk about some Orioles baseball? I've been itching, man. I've been waiting two months to have to scratch that itch, baby. I don't even know where we want to start. Do we want to start with 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 um, Wade well, Miley? Do we want to start with Steve Pierce? Well, this is the first where, time where I was telling Bert before the show started. This is our first time this year recording an episode of Section Three Thirty Six since the season started that the Orioles are not in first place. Okay. Thanks a lot, Matt. Well, I told you when I left <laughs> when you guys asked me for predictions. Before I remember, I left. yeah. And I said, it's going to be a three-team race. It's going to be Toronto, Boston, the Orioles, and we're all going to be within a couple games of each other. And lo and behold, I mean, sometimes baseball is really freaking predictable. You can leave for a month. And no, essentially it's going to be who the, who the teams will be. Uh, and it's going to come down to September. It's going to come down to the last couple weeks of the season. It's going to be Toronto, and it's going to be the Red Sox. Yeah. It's going to be the Orioles. It might, it, be an, it might be another one of those seasons like a few years ago where it comes down to the final get day. It could be. It's certainly going to come down to the final couple weeks, and everyone can freak out every night about each game, and which is cool. Like, it's being a fan. That's like we but, do, yeah. But you can close your eyes and wake up three weeks from now, and it's going to be pretty much the same as it is right now. Uh, so just strap in for a, a battle game in and game out. So, yeah, we're in second place, but I'm, I'm still optimistic about this team. It seems like we're... Yeah, the uh, Blue Jays won again today. So as we yeah. record, we're one and a half back, yeah. tied with Boston. Yeah, that's fine. I saw. I yeah, I saw. I saw the uh, Don, Don, Donaldson for Toronto getting into it with the the manager Gibbons. Did, for, did, did you see his post game? Yeah, about he. You know, they were yeah. just sniffing cologne. Yeah, we were right. Yeah, he said they were just sniffing cologne. <laughs> yeah, when they were clearly had a little bit of dust up. So it's good to see a little drama brewing over there. Sure, uh, that's always entertaining. But but uh, let's touch on the Wade Miley deal. Let's start there. Old news. We discussed this already. <laughs> It's new for him. It's new for me. All right. And again, I Ariel said, Miranda. I said before I left, I said what the Orioles need to do is get a fifth starter. And then he, even when I called in in Africa, I said, "What are the What are the Orioles doing? You just need to get a fifth starter. Just any scenario that Vance Worley doesn't does not have to start every fifth day. And what they do, Dan Duquette made an excellent shrewd move to get um, Wade, Wade Miley. I think yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. Exactly didn't, what the team needed. Didn't give anything up. He gave nothing up. Got a got a fifth lefty. Yeah, and then you you, and then you you address with Steve Pierce. Not only is he a fan favorite, but you address a problem you had in your lineup against left-handed pitchers. You didn't have good right-handed outfielders. No offense, Nolan Reimold, <laughs> but against righties you had, um, of course, Pedro Alvarez, uh, and you also had Kyunsoo Kim. Uh, but there was but, a negative about the Steve Pierce. But against righties, you um, didn't have anyone. I mean, against lefties, you didn't have have those same right. bats. What's the negative against Steve Pierce? You had to give up Jonah Heim. Oh yeah, from that, that was a bummer. That was a bummer. We we love Jonah Heim. We wish was, him the best. It was great to talk. I talked to Jonah's dad the day after the the trade. Oh, he came on the podcast. I talked to him like 
five minutes after the trade. Oh, wow. And then he came on the podcast the next day, so it was nice to talk to him. Yeah, was he, was he okay with the trade? What was his thoughts? Uh, he, he was uh, a little more upset than than uh, Jonah Yeah, about it. But, I mean, you're being you're a single-A ball player, and you're being traded straight up for major league talent. Yeah. That's got to make you feel pretty good. For, that, for that, a professional that, hitter, yeah, Pierce. that's what you're. That, that's your value. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's and positive. I don't know what the depth charts are in Tampa Bay, but here, here playing for the Orioles, I mean, Chance Cisco is our catcher of the future. So maybe this is a better opportunity for Jonah Heim because I mean, Chance Cisco is our guy, right? So who knows? right, so no, that's the hope. I hope. I obviously we wish him all the best. It also we, shows you what sucks about the minor leagues, as Jonah was told, you're traded. Drive down to Port Charlotte. And he had to drive down to Port Charlotte, Florida the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just pack up his stuff and drive. Yeah. You have, as a minor There's player, no way Steve Pierce had to say, drive north. Yeah. You have very little rights <laughs> as a minor league player still under team control for a long time. Yeah. You have very little rights. Little money. Little money, little rights, little forms of transportation. Uh, so so, so that, that's that. Okay. So fine. I talked about Steve Pierce and, and Wade Miley. See, that wasn't so bad, Josh. All right. Great. We can move on now. All right. Well, let's. Uh, Sounds like you're happy with both of them. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's Dan Duquette I think at his finest. They're typical Duquette moves. They're great I think moves. is what we said at the time. Yeah. Um, I do want to tell you guys that the Trumbo shirts that we're selling on Section336.com now, we're selling them for 12 bucks since Trumbo's in a slump. <laughs> we're doing a little slump sale, and they're for 12 bucks up there, which you can't beat. But you can also go to any mother's location now and buy a Trumbo shirt. Any location. And Severna uh, Park? Or what is this? Car- it's Arnold? considered Arnold. Okay. Only because they're Oriole fans. If Fed they Hill? were in a park, they'd be Red Sox That's fans. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, Fed Hill. Uh, Arnold. There's a new Peninsula one, too, Hill, And even the new one, which I think is in Towson, Timonium area. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, any of those mother locations, you can go get a Trumbo shirt. The intern would know if he was here. Yeah, he... No, that's news. Intern no longer available at Mother's. Oh, really? He doesn't work there anymore? No, he now works on some... Uh, some elect election campaign full time. Van Hollen or something? I don't know. He's full time elections. I asked him what he does. He says he calls people and asks people to volunteer their time at the election. Josh's gonna be silly when one day the intern wakes up and is like running for governor of Maryland and Josh is still cracking on him. I don't understand anybody <laughs> that gets into politics. Especially what how old is he? Twenty one? Like who cares? He wants to change uh, the world, Bert. I'm thirty yeah, I'm, I'm jaded then. I'm thirty six and I voted once in my life. I know anything. Oh, my. But, oh, get out, Bert. But get out of we're here. Fi- we're finally old enough that we can run for president. <laughs> La-di-da. <laughs> so, uh, Gary Johnson's on this time. In four years, I'm, I might be the independent. I would I would vote for you, Josh. Over I might get as many votes as Gary Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> or that woman that's running. All right. Hillary Clinton? No, like the Green Party. <laughs> Isn't the Green Party a woman? I don't know who the Green Party candidate is. I, I think, don't know. Yeah, not Hillary. All right. You want to talk Orioles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's next? What's next here? Um, you, well, we got Dylan Bundy starting tonight. Okay. And I know you. He's very opinionated about this. You had lots of opinions in Africa. Yeah. Because when you went to Africa, Dylan Bundy was not a starter. Yeah. Dylan Bundy was still being babied and protected in the bullpen. And, and, and I don't think you expected Dylan Bundy to be one of our best starters when you came out. Oh, absolutely not. Here's. Well, I got a lot of stuff to say about Dylan Bundy. All right, I'll, I'll start with this. More than any other, like, Trumbo had a good first half of the year, but we kind of saw it coming. Like, people predicted him coming to Camden Yards. He's a power hitter. He could have a good year. Zach Britton has been great. Uh, but, again, Zach Britton was really good last year. This year, he's exceptional, but he was really good last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I had and Chris Tillman, he's been good before and he was he's good this year. But Dylan Bundy is the one that absolutely I am shocked. I am floored. I literally cannot believe that Dylan Bundy is a good pitcher. I can't believe it. <laughs> and the reason is, and and everyone acts like this is normal that Dylan Bundy's good, <laughs> but the beginning of the season, everybody at the beginning of the season was like, he's going to be our Rule 5 guy. Remember this conversation? Sure. He's like our, he's like our TJ McFarlane. He's I like believe, our Jason Garcia. I believe it was maybe he'd start one or two in September. Yeah, yeah. Like Everyone thought like he is he's garbage time. Sure. And I even said, and I honestly thought this, that they would do something, because he had to be in the ma- on the major league roster this year. They couldn't send him to AAA or AA, which is where everyone thought he should be. So I was even like, Guys, he's going to go to extended spring training. He'll come up in June. He'll pitch for a couple weeks, and then he'll probably he'll do some rehab starts probably. And then he'll, he'll be here in July to pitch a couple a couple games out of the bullpen. But he will, I honestly thought he would be here for maybe a third of the actual baseball season, and they would do other stuff with him, as sometimes they hide people. Has anyone seen Jimmy Paredes recently? <laughs> uh, I, so I thought they, they would hide him. But not only did they hide him, he's actually pitched and pitched well. And this is shocking because in my brain and in my heart, like I refused to believe that Dylan Bundy was going to be any good this year. Mm-hmm. Like I told myself that even if he has an ERA of 20 and he doesn't get hurt, it's a win. Like this year is just about Dylan Bundy not getting hurt. Because I, I couldn't even let my mind think that he could actually be good because for the past, since 2012... Right for the past four years, I guess three seasons in a row, he's been hurt and he's gotten my hopes up and then kind of crushed them. Yeah. So I said this year, Dylan Bundy, you're not going to get my hopes up, but you're not going to crush him, Dylan Bundy. I have zero expectations for you, D- Dylan Bundy. If you, if your arm does not fall off, it's a it's a successful season. Like, stand ovation for Dylan Bundy for his arm not falling <laughs> off. Like that was my expectations, and I think that was most of Birdland's expectations. Because most of Birdland, if you remember at the beginning of the season, you were like, you had no expectations for Dylan Bundy because you have been disappointed by him for so many years. Right. So many times. So the fact that he's actually good this year, like, it blows my mind. But, I think it's by far the biggest story, not only of this year, but that the Orioles have had in a Like, this is bigger than Nelson Cruz's breakout year. I mean, this is... This is like the biggest news since Manny Machado came to the Orioles and, and had a breakout year. And, and prior big. and prior to this year, we hadn't seen him since a couple spot starts and or spot relief appearances in September of 2012. 2012, yeah, 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 yeah. four years ago. So it's, it it blows my mind that he's good. It really does. I'm shocked. I'm floored. I love every second of it. Good that he's good. So what's the problem? Well, that's the one side of it. All right. Okay. The other side of it is how they're using Dylan Bundy. How, how they're using our, our best our best move at the trade deadline. Sometimes I I sit back and I hear Buck Showalter and I you know I, I hear what he says and I hear what other players say and and I think I'm missing something. I remember when Manny Machado was hurt and he decided to have surgery and Buck Showalter and Manny Machado weren't like they weren't on the same page clearly mm-hmm. and I noticed that and no one else seemed to notice it and I was pointing it out but no one else was saying hey. They're not on the same page here. I feel like that's the same thing with this Dylan Bundy thing, that there's an issue here that no one is talking about. So on June, I got some quotes here. And that's I just look at quotes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a reporter. I just look at quotes. So on June 22nd, right, in June, this is before I left for Africa. This is at the end of June. All right. 
He says this regarding Dil- Dylan Bundy. He said, and this is Buck Showalter talking in June before Dylan Bundy became a starter. Buck Showalter said, with Dylan, I'm not going to start pitching him back-to-back. This is when he's coming out of the bullpen, not pitching him back-to-back games. Okay. Keep our priorities in mind with him. Not going to put him in harm's way. So you want to pitch him in back-to-back games because he doesn't want to be in harm's way. Fine. Right. And then Buck Showalter said, said this, can't get our heart ahead of our brain with Dylan Bundy. Can't think of anything worse than him not getting through the year physically healthy. We are not going to take that chance. This is what he's talking about Dylan Bundy on June 22nd. He also says this, we are hopefully going to get 60 to 75 innings out of him this season. <laughs> 60 to, this is in June. He says 60 to 75 innings. What's Dylan Bundy's inning, inning count right now? It's at 50-something, right? I, can someone look it up? I'll, I'll look it up. I think it's at 60 already. Where's the intern? But Buck Showalter said, we were hoping I want to get 60 to 75 innings out of him this season and be ready to go next year. So in June, he's talking about next year. The big thing, and this is Buck Showalter, I'm quoting him, the big thing we have to decide is if and when about adding his slider cutter back. That may be next spring. He's handled it well. Dylan's been a part of the solution. He's getting better. I've got a sneaking suspicion that next spring you're going to like what you see. So again, in June, Buck Showalter is talking about in next spring you're going to like what you see. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and and this is the end of Buck Showalter's quote about Dylan Bundy. He says this: "If we get through this year on the current plan, so you, Buck Showalter said in June <coughs> that if we get through this year on the current plan, which is what." 60 to 75 innings, we're going to like him a lot next spring, as in next year, as in 2017. This, as of right now, he has pitched 70.2 innings. Oh, he's pitched 70. 73.2 if you count the three he's already thrown tonight. Right. Uh, this might have those three in no, it. No, it doesn't. I uh, got it. Okay. And the plan Do you was, know how, much he pit, how many he pitched in the majors before this year? Like total? Yeah. Oh, probably like three. 1.2. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, just a one appearance. Yep. And, and so Dylan Bundy, in June, the same time, Dylan Bundy said this. I'm just reading quotes, guys. D- Dylan Bundy said, I haven't heard about pushing past 80 or anything like, like that, the, the the innings limit. Right. Haven't really been addressed about it lately. I'm sure come mid to late August, we'll talk about it again. But right now, I'm happy with going 75 to 80 innings. So, Buck Showalter said 60 to 75. Um, Dylan Bundy says 75 to 80. A little bit different, but whatever. It's close enough. Right. Uh-huh. We're talking about... And they'll re- review it yeah. mid to late August, which yeah. we're in right now. And so Bundy's last quote, and this is Bundy again, I don't really know yet. Maybe when we get further along in the innings to 65 or so, you can ask that again. But right now, I really don't know. Well, because now now we're in now we're in the push for the for the postseason. We need he's the only reason he's a starter is because we desperately needed a starter. Well, well okay, okay. But and, and he's stepped up to the plate. He's been good. <laughs> yeah, and then he's been great. If he was terrible and his spot starts so, where we needed him, then he wouldn't be right. where he is right now, still starting against the Red so Sox guess what in the a most, game like this. Right. So what's the most important thing right now, this year? Well, well okay. The World Series. Okay, but stay with me, guys. Buck Shorter said all those things in June about the plan was, and Dan Cat made similar comments, 60 to 75 innings. Right. That was June 22nd. July 22nd, right. exactly one month later, after Dylan Bundy... Made made a couple really good starts. This is the end of July. Buckshaw Walter had this to say. Just one month later where he said the plan is 60, 75 innings. Uh-oh. Buckshaw Walter said, said this. I've yet to have anybody show this magical grid that shows you the cause and effect. 
<coughs> That's just true. doesn't exist. Believe me, I've exhaustively looked. You know how we are about health of our guys. It's unknown. All right. That's true. <laughs> I mean, there is no... There's different There's different opinions on how to handle it. But then why did he even say the 60 to 70 number if a month earlier? True, if that second quote's true, then fine, Josh. If that second quote of Buckshaw Walter is true, then they should never shut Dylan Bunny down the entire season. He should pitch every fifth day. He should throw 100 pitches every start. I think that's the plan now. Start. Well, no. Right. He hasn't thrown 100 pitches yet, but he's each start, they've let him throw more pitches. Right. They're but, warming him up. Fine. Even when the Orioles scored like 10 runs in two innings, they let him pitch another three innings when they didn't need him because they're getting his arm warmed up. They're getting that pitch count up. They're doing a different approach than they initially planned. Oh, I don't – okay, and, and, and you might think that that's what they're doing. I think they have no freaking clue what they're doing. And <laughs> they do they know ever, what they're doing. They're playing for this year. Okay, but if they ever shut him down or if they ever start to decrease his innings – Unless his arm is hurting, they have no reason to ever decrease his innings no, or, they're his, not gonna. or his pitch limit. Because they said here that no one knows anything and we don't know anything. So as long as he's not hurting, he'll continue to pitch. Right, right. So he should pitch into the end of October unless his arm hurts. Right. And that's what they'll okay. do. Okay. Well, I, well we, we will see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, right now, we'll right now you go to the postseason. Who are you putting out there? You're putting Tillman. You're putting uh, Bundy. And... Uh, uh, who am I missing? Gaussman. Gaussman. If anything, this uh, the way Bundy's been pitching, if anything, it makes Gaussman look stupid. Because Gaussman has not been able to make that step in multiple years in the majors. And here is Bundy in his first year coming off Tommy John being an amazing pitcher. Okay. And the other, I mean, the bigger issue I have about this whole thing, and whatever, you're right. There's no clear evidence on how to handle these pitchers. I could Dude. cite the example of Matt Harvey when uh, two years ago yeah. the Mets pushed him and he pitched all the way to October. And I could come back. And he's hurt. he got hurt this year and he's out for the season. And I could come back with Hunter Harvey and the Orioles baby and baby and baby and Hunter Harvey and he still gets his arm hurt. Right. So what I'm saying is we find uh, – Strasburg, right. Strasburg we, we a, a few years ago, the Nationals shut Strasburg down in the postseason. They immediately got their butts kicked. Yeah. They could have won the World Series that year. Instead, it continues this curse of the Nets being knocked out in the first round of the and playoffs. And Strasburg could have got his arm hurt this year because they pushed him too far. And you, so, so, yeah, I, I agree. you don't know. We, we don't so know. you got to play with, with what you got. <laughs> but here, here, <laughs> but what the Orioles knew in April, or what Buck Showalter knew in June 22nd, is the same information he knew on July 22nd. So my issue is not with... No, but there's see, but information changed. The information that changed is that our rotation crapped the bed. No, but that's not what Buck Showalter said. Buck Showalter said, I'm going to think with my head, not my heart. Yes. Which means we're going to do what's best for Dylan Bundy's health. And he changed his mind, not because Dylan Bundy... He changed his mind because he was thinking with his head. And he was thinking, what's best for the team? You don't you don't have a plan for a pitcher. And then all of a sudden, <coughs> the, the standings change. And you all of a sudden, you throw out your plan you had for the pitcher in the middle of the season just because I, I mean let, I, let me send you this book called is. the arm i just finished reading but it by jeff passan my my and, and josh you can defend how the orioles groom pitching arms all you want i'll say i'm Bo- just boris, saying, scott boris would freak out if he was still in bundy's agent josh i'm just saying you can defend the orioles development of of of, of arms 
I'm just saying <laughs> not I have their development of arms. that shows the Orioles have no flipping clue how to develop arms and what they're doing. I agree with that. Events. I agree with that. But you know who else has no flipping crew, clue? Anyone about rehabbing Tommy John. Yeah. Nobody knows. My It's guesses. I agree, but I'm just I'm more Even concerned. Even Tommy John's surgery is not that old. Josh, everyone agrees with you. I'm more concerned. <laughs> Calm down. I'm more concerned with the inconsistencies of Buck Showalter. And what I'm more concerned with even more than that is uh, <laughs> Steve Valeski. And I'm picking on Steve Valeski here, but I could use Rakabako. <laughs> I could use Rich Dubroff. Good. I I'm going to pick on Dan Connolly later. I could use Dan Connolly. I could use Jake and Lakampaka. I could use anybody. But I'll Jake say Jake and is my favorite. But, I'll, I'll, but uh, Steve Valeski on June 29th. So this is before, again, before Dylan Bundy, right before Dylan Bundy started starting games. Right when you left for Africa. Steve Molesky doesn't know that Dylan Bundy is starting games yet. The reporters have no here's clue what, what's going on. Can, can, they still what, don't know. Read it. Here's what Steve Molesky said. It is one of the most asked questions from fans this year. Will Dylan Bundy enter the starting rotation this season? <laughs> and Steve Molesky writes, that was, not, that was not very likely going into the season since he's on about a 75-inning limit for the season. Bundy had Tommy John surgery in 2013 and shoulder issues last year. He did not pitch at all in 2013, pitched 41 in the third innings in 2014, and threw 22 innings last year in the minor leagues for AA. There is no way the Orioles can pack too many innings on him this year with a total of just 63 in the third innings over his previous three seasons. So, whatever. Steve Molesky said there's no way you can put a lot of innings on him, seeing how the last three years, he's only pitched 63 in the third innings. But that, which it, is a fine take. It's a fine, and I agree with yeah. them, and it's a good take. It's reasonable and everything like that. But what my issue is, the Orioles have changed course. He's going to blow up that that 63 in the third. He's going to he's going to throw however many yeah. he throws this year. And you know what else Steve Molesky has written about Dylan Bundy in regards to the innings pitched since that entry in June 29th? He changed his mind too? Nothing. He's written not a single line. Uh, no. Interesting. Everyone nope. keeps asking Rock and Steve and uh, Britt, and none of them know anything. Here's like, and, I, and I've been out of the country for two months, so maybe I've missed this, but someone has to sit down with Buck and say, hey, Buck, you said, I have the quote here, you said that Dylan Bundy was only going to throw 75 innings. He's already passed the 75 innings limit. What caused you to change your mind, and what is the new innings limit? That sounds like the kind of hard-hitting question our boy Jerry Coleman needs to ask. Cole, Coleman's the only guy <laughs> who would possibly ask that question, what? and that's part of the problem. Actually, I, I could mean, see I could see Stan Charles asking it also. Those are the two guys who are la- loud in the press room uh, that that can ask those questions. No one's even like, but even like if you don't ask Buckshaw Walter, like. Because doesn't, I don't know if he ever interviews anybody, but he just like who's, writes his opinion as well. Who's Steve? Who even talk about it? Who's Steve Molesky employed by? Well, I don't see. What does that do? Masson? But what does yeah. that do with anything? Because the Orioles own their reporters. Okay, but Josh, what is Buck? Will Buck refuse the answers? Is Buck going to start? Firing? They're not going to ask the hard questions. They don't ask the questions that well, make Buck look what, stupid. What about Peter Schmuck from the Baltimore Sun? What about Rich? I, he, from he's CSN? checked out. I mean, I just, it's a very simple question. What and ha- everyone's just ignoring it and saying, oh, what, what, ha- what has happened to previous um, reporters that press people who have questioned the way Peter Angelos or the Orioles do things? They're gone. They lose their credentials. So, okay. so okay. yes, okay. there's so, a little bit of that. So Josh is going Nestor on me. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> Nestor on me. I'm not, I'm Did not the Orioles board squirt you with a water gun, too? I'm not going full Nestor. 
Right. I'm just saying, there's there's not they're not ask they don't ask the hard questions. No, I don't think I don't think that I think they're I think they're um, they're incompetent. I don't think it's because they're afraid to. I just think they they don't understand like this is this is a big story that they've totally changed the plan on their former number one prospect, the former stud pitcher, midway through the season, they've totally changed their plan and maybe put Dylan Bundy's entire career in danger and no one's even going to ask a simple question about it? Is And it, is it just because he's been good? Right. Like, I get it. He's been good and they need him. But, like, still ask <laughs> the question. Yeah. <laughs> just ask the question. Like, why did you change your plan? And what is the new plan? It's, there's no the, plan because it sounds to me like there's no plan. No, the as pl- long as the arm doesn't hurt, he's still pitching. The yeah. plan, the plans to win the World Series. As long as he's still good. Okay, but Josh, and right I'm now telling you, you need Dylan Bundy to do that. When they stop pitching him in September, October, they're not gonna. Okay, we'll see. They can't. Oh, if he's still pitching good, and they just stop him right before the playoffs, people are gonna lose their minds. Yeah, they won't do that. Oh, I believe they will because they have no idea what they're doing. I'm convinced of it. No, but, but if they have no idea, it would just uh, it wouldn't make sense. They the plan is. Obviously, the plan now is to win it all, and because there's no guarantee that on August 17th next year we'll be one and a half games out and holding on to the wild card spot. The Orioles there's, would not be that nearsighted to risk his career over just this season. Yeah, they might be. Oh, I don't. You, I, you've got to you've got to strike no. while the iron's hot. You've got to you have to try to win when you have the opportunity. I just, I don't I don't it just doesn't make sense it doesn't Buck Showalter is too smart for that it just doesn't add up to me where he had a plan and all of a sudden he threw the plan oh, out the window Buck it doesn't add it doesn't add up I'm missing something has come to Baltimore and he's gonna make these Orioles good like they used to be before <laughs> thought I'd give you a little break let you let you calm down what's next. You gonna you gonna yell about I'm, Zach cool. Britton? No, I'm I'm cool with Dylan Bundy. I want to talk about Zach Britton too, though. Yeah, is he a Cy Young contender? <laughs> it's a hot topic right now. Yeah, it's what everyone's writing. Don't national like, national media is talking about it, which means he's set to implode. That's the <laughs> scary part. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Well, what Dylan? What I'm sorry. What Zach Britton's doing this year is impressive. It's it's not just impressive. It's like historic. Yeah. He, his last run, the last home run he gave up to you, you by the way, a little tidbit for our second 36ers. Do you know he gave up one home run this season? Do you know hit the only home run off him? And this is back in April. Uh, Mark Hakes. It's appropriate for who we're playing right I don't now. Know. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mookie Betts hit a home run off Zach Stupid Britton. Stupid Mookie Betts. Um, do you know the last run he gave up was on April 30th? And even in that one is the one, I don't know if you guys remember, but it's the one like he. The little dribbler? Yeah, and he stumbled. Yeah. And he was pulled out of the game. And the reliever came in and gave up his yes, run. Yes, yes, I remember that. Right, I think maybe Vance Worley. I don't really remember. I think it might have been Vance Worley. But it whatever. Was, it was scary because we thought we might be losing him for yeah, a bit. Yeah, but that was the last. Like, it wasn't even – he didn't really even give up his own run, and that was the last time he gave a sure. run. This is unbelievable. April 30th. Yeah. It's August, and he hasn't given another run. He's given up three runs the entire year. This yeah. is – like, his, his ERA – his ERA, I got the numbers right here. He's on a historic level. Um, He's at like point five, right? Point five two or something like that. Something like that. The the record for the best ERA of all time is Fernando Rodney in 2012 with the Rays, right? Of zero point six zero. Right. What he is currently doing, Mariano Rivera never had a season like this. No, no. Um, and you can make the Wade Davis comparisons a couple years ago, but even Wade Davis was ERA of point nine four. Like he is, he will break the record for ERA. A couple of the things that that are interesting with Zach Britton. 
there's this thing that's called win probability added, which is it is what it sounds like. It's like woozle wuzzle. It's woozle wuzzle. Okay, but it's like how much does this player contribute to your odds of winning? So it has to do with like uh, the importance of their appearances and the, and the clutchness and. So how much do they... And this sounds like kind of a Cy Young or MVP type thing. Like, how much do you add to your team's winning? Right. How much is he better than everyone else? Sure. Right. How much win does he add to your team? Uh, as far as pitchers go, 4.8. He's number one out of all pitchers. Number two is Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is number two. Wow. He's number one in win probability added. That's Who's the remarkable. next closest American League pitcher? Um, Andrew Miller. Okay. And then Sanchez, Aaron Sanchez. Okay. Because, uh, you know, the, I was doing a little research on the Cy Young Award. The last time an American League reliever won the Cy Young Award, award goes back to 1992. <laughs> Dennis Eckersley. Year he had 51 saves, a 191 ERA. Didn't someone from the NL win it more recently? Yes, Eric Gagne. Yeah. Eric Gagne won it in 2003 with 55 saves and a 1.2 ERA. Yeah. But what's Britain at now? <coughs> one oh five two. I think it's like, oh he's in like oh five four five three. Five, I thought it was zero point five four, yeah. but it could change. With Might be five four. Now the other thing that it benefits from is that there's no clear cut starter right now yeah. in the American League. That's yeah. a shoe in. Yeah, because because uh, usually every year there is. Yeah, but like guys like Sanchez are are, are on an innings limit, and there's other issues with kind of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I say there's two things going for Zach Britton to win the Cy Young. If you're a reliever. I think you have to be historically good. Right. And this year, Zach Britton is historically good. Like, he is in line to be the best ever. Not like one of the best. Not like really good. The best ever. And what, and what you said, there's no clear runaway. There's no Mass and Bumgarner. There, there's no clear runaway. Um, or I guess a Clayton Kershaw. Right. The um, only the only so, negative is that, the, that it's an award that's not based on stats. It's based on people voting. And there's some reporters... Who just have the natural thing of saying, "Well, he's not a starter," so and, that's the negative. Right, and like some people will never vote for a reliever. Right, the, the re- reliever winner are few and far between. I mean, I go back to '84, Willie Hernandez with Detroit, '81, Raleigh Fingers, Milwaukee. But you've also got to remember best ever, best yeah. ever, right? And reliever. a guy, and a guy where a starter like Chris Tillman impacts the game once a week. Where Zach Britton impacts the game five times a week, he could pitch. He impacts a lot more games, which is what leads to that higher win probability. Isn't it wild that the guy who's won the most Cy Young awards of anybody is not in the Hall of Fame? Who's that? Roger, Roger Clemens. Clemens. Seven Cy uh, Young yeah. awards. Well, it's it's, it's that steroids. Whole steroids. Yeah. Randy Johnson is second most with five. And Don't he's worry. In the Hall I, of I, I think all, we're all the, all the best players we grew up wa- wa- watching. Most of them are not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's why it was nice to have a guy like Griffey going this year. Yeah, like someone that we actually wanted, like pretended to be as kids. Or a Rod just retired. Yeah. It's going to see a good guy like him retire, and he'll get he'll get into the Hall of Fame, and you know, <laughs> as soon as he's eligible. I thought this was interesting when, too. When, when did they open up the Hall of Steroid Users <laughs> for the for all the guys we grew up watching? I would I would go to that. That would be interesting. Yeah, and you can like learn all about steroids. Yeah, remember how they tried? Remember how they tried to tell us that the ball was juiced, that all the home runs were because they wound the ball tighter those they years. They talked about the mound. Yeah, I, yeah. About all this crap to juiced. not admit that people were taking drugs. The, 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 the new stadiums with the stands. Are yeah, closer. yeah. They, don't, they <laughs> talked about it all. Um, hey, are you guys checking the uh, the the comment feed? 
A uh, yeah. little bit, yeah. All right. Because, you know, we talked about the beginning of the show, if there's any comments worth reading. Uh, well, maybe that just means there were. Well, there's, there has been lots of comments. I wouldn't say they're all worth uh, reading. Nah, it's a lot, lot of lot of welcome you guys back. Yes. A lot of uh, upset, frowny faces for Mookie bets, uh, frowny emojis. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, Dang, <laughs> that that was almost a Trump bomb okay. out there. That one just now in the uh, bottom of the fourth. And um, and, and Josh mentioned in last week with Glenn Clark um, who the next foe would be, who the next villain mm-hmm. for us to root against. It's starting to look like Donaldson and Mookie Betts. Oh, I was going to say Mo- Mookie Betts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah just, we came with Donaldson, but Mookie Betts, the year Mookie Betts is having this year and is the fact unbelievable. That he's just destroying the Orioles, yeah. yeah. Well, but... I mean, he could be a perfectly likable guy, though. Like, he's just really, really right. good. Right, I know. That's if he, he gives an interview where he's, like, a total jerk, then... It's like a Jeter type thing. All hands on deck. Well, I mean, Josh Donaldson isn't a jerk, but we hate him We hate him still. I don't know. He's good, but he, but we were just got, talking earlier on the show got, about him mouthing off at his own manager. Manny, he got argued with his manager. Yeah, but we all know, like, the fight with Manny, I know we hate Donaldson for But that. Manny was wrong. It was all Manny. Yeah. Oh, t- dude, <laughs> if I was not an Orioles fan, Manny's a villain, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. He's a jerk with a capital J. You heard him get booed in Oakland. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, he got a nice boo in Oakland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one one more quick thing about the Cy Young. I think the Orioles have six awards given to Orioles pitchers over the course of the history of the award. There are four teams in all of baseball that still have never had a Cy Young Award winner. Well, the Nationals. No. Montreal, if you count them with Montreal. Oh, okay. yeah. Pedro Martinez, right? Uh, forgot, forgot about the Cincinnati King. has never had one. Colorado Rockies still... Florida Marlins. Oh, the Colorado Rockies. Miami Marlins. Oh, sorry. They're Miami now. Colorado and Miami, the two teams. Colorado will never have one because of the course field. Miami could have one any any given year now with Jose Fernandez. Sure. He's as good as anybody. Well, no, uh, he's he's one of the guys listed to go to the Yankees when Machado and uh, Bryce Harper go. I was surprised at this one. Texas Rangers have never had a Cy Young Award winner. Really? They even had Nolan Ryan. Lou Darvish. Well, they could have one this year with Cole Hamels. Yeah. He's having a great year. So. Oh, that's a good little tidbit. Yeah, I like to find some interesting tidbits now and then. Yeah, it's good stuff. Contribute something to the show besides my zaniness. Absolutely. All right, well, I got. I, I feel better now. I got a bunch of stuff off, off my chest. <laughs> I feel better now. Good. <coughs> yeah. I feel better that you're here. You want, you want to do a little three up, three down? Yeah, let's do three up, three down. It's now time for three up and three down. Three up, three down, the segment where we say three good things going on with the Orioles. And three not-so-good things going on with the Orioles. And this is the first time in a while we actually have three of us here to do it. Look at that. <laughs> hey. Have you been doing this segment, Josh, even while, we, while we've been A little on? bit. I did it with uh, with Corey and Ryan. There were three of us. And Eric and I did it as well. And Glenn and I got off course and never went to it. <laughs> it was in the show notes. Just didn't get to it. No All two right. up, two down. So we'll, so we'll start with what? We'll start with the three, three good things? Yeah, let's sure. start with the good things. All right. You, you, want, you want me to go? Yeah, sure. go first. My, my good is is Michael Phelps, who, who for many years at 336 should know that I have not liked Michael Phelps. He's coming around on Michael and, Phelps, And Matt. this year, I came completely around on Michael Phelps. I have enjoyed the fact that the way he swims does not look humanly possible when he does that <laughs> flip and wiggle. Flip and wiggle. That's flip what he calls wiggle. it. Yeah. Under Armour has uh, trademarked that, actually. Yeah, that's the next 336 shirts. It's just flip <laughs> and wiggle. And... uh. I liked his. Uh, I liked a lot of his comments about changing his life after rehab. You like when he drops Ray Lewis's name in the, uh, yep. the in the post swim interview when he yep. talks about the, how he dislikes the Steelers. Well, and that, <laughs> that's what I was getting to. Did you guys see his audio 
about the Steelers? I didn't see the audio because technically you can't see audio, but did I you heard see it. the clip. <laughs> Burn notice. No, I did not see the clip. Let me see if it. I saw the headline. Oh, it's on Baltimore Suns running an ad. So I will tell you in about fifty. Anyway, he's in a. Uh, he's about to do his press conference in Rio after winning all his awards. This is after he laughed when they said, "Oh." Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. This is a few days later. Forgot that, about that that's part. That's another cool Baltimore thing. Totally. Yeah, to endear us to the damn. Oh my Holy gosh. smokes! Oh, oh, Manny Machado almost pulling it. Manny out. Machado just made another great diving play. Manny Machado doing what Manny Machado does. Does what Manny does. Should have been out though. Come on, Manny, get it together. And ESPN is blocking the video. Uh, I know so Russell, I, Russell Street Report had it posted as well. You can check it out there. I'll find it for you, Matt. I just got to deal with ESPN. Uh, I'll give another one up. Uh, you know, I spent four weeks in Florida. I pack for while I'm there, but I, I, my packing is limited. But I took about five Orioles shirts and three, two Orioles caps. So one of my favorite things now that I'm home, it's an up for me, is I get to dive back into my giant bin of Orioles gear. And I feel like I'm wearing a new gear shirt even though it's one i've worn a million times because i haven't had it for the past four weeks matt you you can relate because you wore the same orioles hoodie <laughs> every day every day in africa for two months just wait right. just wait until you finally get your house finished and you get to open up the pod with all that me christmas with all that seriously uh i don't get me started on that here is uh michael phelps a few days ago kind of his last press conference in rio is that a steelers oh man Golly. Oh. There we go. There's some Ravens. That a, that a, man, Steelers. Oof. On that Football we'll go season's the, back. We'll go with the Ravens guy. For, <laughs> we'll go with the Ravens guy for a go question. Ahead. So quickly showing his taste just because some reporters are wearing like a Steeler jacket or yeah. hat or something. And I like, I hope he really did follow, follow through on that and did not answer any Steeler reporter questions. But we're for the Ravens. Uh, he did go to the Raven reporter first. Good. Um, and I like just his distaste that he's like body shaking because he's he's so turned off by it. He's a Baltimorean. Well, and and to tack on top of what Josh is saying here, we have a contribution from the chat that uh, Jacob Rock is telling us. Did you know, guys, that nine of the eleven gold medals the U.S. have won have been won by Maryland athletes? Hmm, we yeah. got Le- Le- Michael Phelps Le- and Le- Ledecky. Ledecky. crushing it. Yep. Those are is there those. another one? I think there's one other yeah. person from Maryland for some other sport. Maybe shooting guns, I feel like. It's definitely not table tennis because Americans have never won anything in table no, tennis. No, but you know who is the best table tennis player in Major League Baseball? J.J. Hardy. J.J. Hardy. Hardy. Except he's retired because he's worried about his shoulder. <laughs> he says he'll come out to play against like Clayton Kershaw because he's apparently the, the best guy in the National League. Interesting. So so my up was – I don't need to – I don't. I don't need to, you know, talk about it again. But it was just, uh, it was the Orioles pitching specifically. Mm-hmm. I think the two biggest stories this year are Zach Britton, Dylan Bundy. I think that those are by far the two biggest stories of the which 2016 is, year. Which is crazy. Those two pitchers, considering where we were in February or even March when we were down in Sarasota, yeah. saying if there's any problem this team's going to have, it's pitching. And we still do have issues with starting pitching, but not since the All Star break. Dylan Bundy. Well, it's. It's nice when you can play at the Oakland A's. I mean, right now we're and Giants. I mean, we're losing low-scoring games because our offense has been the problem. Yeah, but again, my high because we're doing highs right now. Ups is ups. Three Zach, up. Zach, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make any kind of high reference. But <laughs> Zach Britton and Dylan Bundy are my are my not highs, but my ups. Ups. Oh, okay. Now Very let, good. Now let's, let's get down to to the downs. Well, speaking yeah. of pitching, the down for me it's got to be Darren O'Day. 
Yeah. Because we gave him a bunch of money in the offseason. He got hurt. And we're like, okay, at least we'll have him for the second half. He takes forever to come back, and then we only see him for a few days, and now he's back on the DL. And now it's back to me saying the same thing as, that's okay, we just need him in September. But the fear is, we need him to come back good in September, and the, the way he's been uh, not so healthy as an older guy, thankfully it's not the same injury, and it's a different injury, but the, the, my down is definitely the fact that he is back on the DL. Well, did so did John, Sandy Leone just hit the warehouse? I think that would be a Utah Street. All right. Really? Did he get close? Yeah. I, I gotta watch it, his replay. I think it hit the awning. The, oh my! The green awning. Sandy Leone. I never heard of this guy before this series. But no, he's but he's, it. he's having, a, he's having a great it. season for them. Yeah. Him and the Nintendo guy. Two two new guys that are doing really well for the Red Sox. There's a Nintendo guy. Yeah, by Nintendo or something like that. Oh, uh, by yeah, yeah, uh, Ben yeah. Ben Nindetti. Yeah. Uh, Nowhere near the warehouse. That was Fly really court. close. I was, was going to say it was really close. It hit the pole, and then I think it hit the warehouse. Does yeah, that or count? bounce. No, no, bounces don't count. All right. No, but but Josh, are you trying to imply <laughs> but there no day that he's not really hurrying to get back? Maybe he got his, his all his money, and so he's not as motivated to get back no, off the club. I'm, no. He's just sitting no, back no, with no, his no. pile of money. It sounds like I'm that's just saying that's it sucks. That's the implication. Yeah, that's I'm what just, I heard. I'm just saying it sucks. And it's coming at a time when Brad Brock is starting to suck all of a sudden, too. Yeah. All right, Bert. What's with your down? That'd be a oh, good transition to your down if you were go with Brad Brock. I should have, but instead, I I just want to tag on something Matt touched on earlier. As you mentioned, how cold it was in Tanzania, Africa. Yeah. Coming back here to Baltimore, where it's 100 degrees, I was down in Florida, where it's typically high 90s, which it was 96, 97 every day, 98. But it is hotter here in Baltimore than it was in freaking Orlando, is, Florida in mid-August. Give stupid. me a break. It's, it's ridiculous. Stupid. I, uh, I, I'm moving to Florida. It's just going to happen. It's ridiculous. I can't stand it. It's too hot. Bring on the winter. All right, Koji. Now, <laughs> too hot. <laughs> now, if you look at our um, my, my down, if you look at it, we have our table setters at the top of the lineup in – to, to, today is Jones and Scope and Machado, and they're having fine seasons, and they're playing decent ball. If you go down and look at the the guys who are supposed to drive in the runs, right, are four, five, six, seven hitters. The big dogs are the big dogs are Trumbo. To to t- today the, the the lineup is four is Trumbo, then Pierce, then Davis, then Weeders. Mm-hmm. That's my low. Oh. So if you look at Trumbo, the past twenty eight days, right, the past month. Trumbo is batting 152. He has an on-base percentage of 188 for the past not, not yeah, the past week. That, that's definitely worse than Crush. The past 28 days, Crush Davis, meanwhile, the past 28 <laughs> days has a batting average of 151. He has but an on-base on high. But what, what what he doesn't have is he only has two. I guess maybe with today it's three, but three home runs right. in 28 days. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. And then you go to Matt Weeders. So this is a heart of our lineup. Then you go to Matt Weeders, who in the past 28 days is batting 227 with only one home run. I mean, it's not going to win games. And Steve Pierce, uh, Steve Pierce, who has played six games with Baltimore, when he was at <laughs> playing with Tampa Bay, uh, he had he was batting 309 with, with the Orioles. Um, he's batting 231 and has just one. Only one extra base hit, one yeah. double, and that's it. I say he he sounds a lot like Gerardo Parra when we got him when he a was slug, hot. A slugging percentage of three hundred eight. So Get him at the trade deadline. Now he falls off. So there's no pop. 
no hitting coming from our four, five, six, and seven guys. How are you supposed to win games yeah. when the heart of your lineup, the power hitters, aren't hitting for power or hitting for average? Is there a Trumbo post uh, home run derby curse? Well, but it's everybody. I don't it's know if Matt, Trumbo, Matt might have not known Trumbo was in the All Star. Oh, yeah, he was in the home home derby. derby. He was okay. He, he did okay. Made it the second round. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know how you can keep on winning ball games when your four, five, six, seven hitter are all in a very extended slump. Yeah. They're all crap in the bed, and they've been crap in the bed for a very extended period of time. I mean, you, you got a game like last night where uh, Matt Wieters hit a two-run single to yeah. tie the ball game. Uh, I mean, uh, they were coming in then, but it took them until the seventh inning just to get a hit. And if either Trump or Davis comes through in one of those big spots, then, yeah. it's, yep. then we win that game. Totally. And that's been the frustrating even if, thing. Even though Brad Brock gives up a two-run homer to give the lead right, right back. Yeah, and that's everyone's going to – the takeaway is, oh, Brad Brock is struggling – no, the real takeaway is your four, five, six, seven hitters suck right now. Right, yeah. and then they, they were up with men on the bases and, and chances. But to... he, Brad Brock is struggling. Yeah, sure. He's, yeah, he's struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people struggling right now. Yeah, tell me about it. Pick your guy. I'm struggling. It's 100 degrees. Even Dylan Bundy tonight. The, the Dylan Bundy, the, the guy who's been a stud every start, is struggling. Yeah. Everybody's well, struggling. The Red Sox are red hot right now. They're so hot right now. You're just a ball back, ball back, ball back, a ball back, my friend. Hey, ball back. How you doing? What's your name again? It's ball back. I'm posh. You know what makes me feel better about them taking Dylan Bundy out of this game in the, what, fifth inning? That Tyler Wilson's coming in and he's going to put the fire out. <laughs> and, and and you can just say, well, no they probably ever. were going to pull Dylan after five anyway. Yeah, but he Regardless was going to give five, five runs. runs. Well, give me a well, break. Well, let's get to the ball bag. I don't want this to turn into a Glenn Clark 10-hour marathon episode I know, again. I know. I, let's we, get to the ball bag. You guys, you guys want to talk Ravens. I mean, we're coming up on the second preseason game, and I still don't care about Ravens. You guys want? No, we can hold off. I mean, okay, it's about I, that time. I, mean, I, I got some thoughts on Mike I'm, Wallace. I'm glad. I'm glad. I think Mike Wallace is going to be a good addition. I'm glad Flacco is feeling okay. I mean, I added a lot Matt. of content to the show notes, but that's okay. <laughs> I think we can do the old. You can do the old cut and paste for next week. Yeah, there you go. Not much of this will change for next week, so we can we can talk about uh, Mike Wallace and. Maybe next week Terrell Suggs will actually practice a little. Maybe he practiced today. All right, maybe we'll get a little Steve Smith practicing. And he was, uh, <laughs> he may have practiced today. He it was rumored maybe, that he was going to. Maybe we can talk about the fact that Perryman is a complete bust. Well, well, I tell you what, and we can talk about the Ravens next week. But say what you want about the Ravens. Come week one, and come every week that the Ravens have a home game, you'll see a sellout. You want to talk oh, about attendance? There you go. There you Let's go. Let's talk about attendance. I just, I, Josh, I put the ball on tee for you. You can hit it out of the park. All right. I wanted to, I wanted to complain about attendance, but the, the podcast was getting long, so I was leaving it alone. Dan Connolly today wrote a uh, article, kind of uh, blasting Oriole fans for not being at the stadium and letting Red Sox Nation take over Camden Yards. You and I were at the game last night. Yeah, there were a lot of Red Sox fans. But do people real people gotta realize that these Red Sox fans they're not driving down from Boston? Savannah Park. There's, it's Savannah Park. Yeah, out of their mom's basements. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the intern. Exactly. I mean, it's you. It's the you made a comment on Twitter yesterday about that, and I'm like, you're describing the intern living in his mom's basement in Savannah Park, rooting for the Red Sox. Yeah. Or or Jason Lockerfour. But but like that's so whatever the Red Sox fans will be there even though they're not from Boston. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But what about Oriole fans not showing up? Well. I, does it? I mean, I love when the ballpark is full, and I think it's awesome. But I also think that as Oriole fans, 
and reporters and all, we need to calm down and realize that 10 years ago, we lost a good chunk of our market. And half of our, we went from a mid-level team to we're a small market team right now. So you're saying there's no scenario where we can sell out games in Sure. Sure. Play better. (laughs) In the last night, we were in first place. Is Saturday going to be a sellout? Yeah, yeah, because it's a weekend and they're getting into the bobblehead. Yeah, it's a weekend. You had a weekend and bobblehead, you have to sell out. You're, sure. com- you're complaining but about why, a, you're why? complaining about a Tuesday night. Boston's selling out a Tuesday it's, night. Why can't we? Do you know how many people Fenway can hold twenty eight thousand people? That's, they can hold more than that. And if they, if it was a forty five thousand place, they, they would sell out forty five thousand. No, Boston they wouldn't. Would. They're yeah, not, they would. They are not selling out this year. Yeah, you can go to Boston, Boston. and go to any game you really? want to. Sure. Yeah, they're not selling I'm out. Going to get a ticket for Boston. No. no, you know who's selling out? Toronto. You know why Toronto's selling out? An entire country gets to cheer for Toronto. No way. Buffalo is a gigantic marketplace for Toronto. Oh, Buffalo is not a gigantic marketplace. Yeah, everything's it's, so spread it's, out, Josh. It's, it's, if you're in Buffalo, you, you, you cheer, cheer for, for Toronto. Yeah, sure. You might cheer for them, but you're not going to games. You are. You have to go through customs just to go to a baseball game. What else is there to do in Buffalo and in Toronto? They frisk you. You went to the game last night. It was 2,000 degrees at the stadium. They patched you I went, down. I went two weeks ago on a Sunday, and I, and I could only stay for three innings because it was so hot. What if they patted you down before you went to the stadium? Would you still go? I mean, that's like Ra- Raven fans seem to like being patted down. They go to that. But you got – the there's, there's only eight home games. All right. The Orioles you've, – you've got to look at more than attendance. The Orioles' television ratings are huge this year. One, of the, one of the biggest in baseball. When you walk around the city of Baltimore, even the state of Maryland, people are wearing Oriole clothes. They're talking about the Orioles. That's bringing the fan base back. If you bring up attendance numbers from the past uh, 10 years since the Nationals came, this year is it's set up to be one of the highest attendance since that point. How do you think our attendance compares with uh, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays? Do you think our attendance is, is worse than those or about the same as those teams? I, don't those, know, I haven't paid attention. Those are big market towns. So you you you, Josh, you have to not remember. Not so long ago, we were stalling on every game. Not, not when? so long ago. When? Uh, 1995. Yeah. We couldn't get a, you couldn't get a tick to Camden Yards. Yeah. Camden Yards was brand new, and there was no team in Washington. Adding the team in Washington takes a lot of corporate money away, a lot of corporate boxes, a lot of fans away that are now Nats fans. So you're okay with a stadium half full when we're in first place in August. You're okay with that. It wasn't half full. Uh, this year, the Boston Red Sox uh, average attendance is 36,000 a game. That's a lot better than the Orioles probably. What, what's ours? Probably like 25,000. I will look it up. I think it's around 26, 27. Yeah, that's a... Is yeah, it, but you're okay comparing you're comparing apples to oranges. You're comparing Boston to Baltimore. I don't understand that. What, what, what's the purpose of this conversation? We're trying to convince people to go to ball games. We already go to thir- at right, twenty exactly. games a year. I'm not going to any more than I already do because right. I watch it on TV where it's air conditioned. And that's my point. Is is Baltimore's at twenty six thousand? Uh, last year we were at uh, twenty nine thousand, which is the bump of season ticket sales. From the season before, when we went to the ALCS, that's, and that's paid attendance because right. a lot of and, people fell off. And this this math of right now we're at twenty six thousand. That number at the end of the season is going to go up because in September, when it's meaningful games and playoffs and stuff, that all is going to increase with larger crowds. Okay, I. So okay, ju- just so and, we're all clear, Josh. Just so you're clear, you're okay with 
Seattle, San Diego, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Washington, all having higher attendance than us. You're, you're, you think it's okay. We're ranked 20th in attendance, and, and, and that's okay with you. Yeah, and look at TV. We're like 10th for TV. Okay. We're great for television. Who cares about television? Like, why aren't because that's fans where, supporting, coming out and supporting their team? Where do you think the team makes the money from? Attendance or television? But, but Josh... They make more money from television. I know they do. I understand how baseball works. It's, but I'm saying it looks good for you to have a full stadium. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to go to a game <laughs> when your team is in first place to go to a home game and have just as many of your opponent's fans in that stadium as Royal fans. It's embarrassing, and I hate it. It wasn't 50-50 yesterday. It felt like it when they scored. It wasn't. It wasn't. The reality is we might be in first place or a game out of first place, but the Boston Red Sox are playing great right now. And they we're playing up. crappy. So are we. We're, playing, we're not playing great we're, right now. We're ahead of them in the standing. No, we're, we're not. We're tied with we're them. We're tied with them. We were. Last night we were. No, we, we weren't. to the game. Oh, we were ahead when the we game, game started. Ahead yeah, when yeah, the game yeah. started. I don't know. They're coming off a West Coast road trip where they where they almost got swept four games by the Oakland it's, Athletics. Are you kidding me? It's, it's, uh, bro, I get it's really hot. Every single person from Savannah Park is going to these games because it's their last chance to see Big Poppy. Okay, fine. And Josh, I'm I'm glad you're like I understand Bert because Bert was not at the game yesterday. I don't understand how you can go to the game yet yesterday, hear all those Boston fans, and just be cool with it. The fact that they're so loud in our stadium. It that they pisses had it. me off. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm cool with, cool with it. it. I'm saying there's no point in yelling at Oriole fans. Oriole fans have gotten behind this team. We've seen huge improvements in TV, in in Orioles' spirit around of people talking Orioles and wearing Orioles. How come they're not the stadium? Because it's 2,000 degrees outside. We went? Yeah, we went. Why? why? And why did we go but they didn't go? We're not your average fan. Yeah, and why aren't there more we above went, average fans? We went during all the ugly seasons. Yeah. What, why is there not more above average fans? Because you went 14 seasons of crap. So we have a bunch of Fairweather fans. Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm saying we have a whole lot of people who their entire life are now just starting to see Orioles win. If you are 10 years old... That sounds like a Fairweather fan, but okay. If, no, it's a kid. It's called a kid. If your entire life, while you're learning to love baseball, the Orioles are trash... You're going to grow up in Savannah Park as a Red Sox fan. No. I grew up in Arnold right next door not a, and not a Boston When you fan. were a kid, the Orioles were good. I even had friends who grew up in Savannah Park, Savannah Park who were Orioles fans. <laughs> I like Savannah Park. When I grew up, they weren't good. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. When I was a kid, they weren't good. They were good. No, they weren't. They were good in the late mid-90s. They were good in 89. Camden Yards was brand new. There was no Nationals. You, yes. <laughs> when was the last World Series that they won? Nineteen eighty-three. Yeah. Before I was born. Sure. Yeah. But they were still good. They were competitive. Okay, they were competitive. Sure. All right. I mean, as a kid, it's not like as a kid, Boston who, wasn't winning World Series either. As a kid, who was your favorite? Who was your favorite Oriole? Mike Messina. All right. If you were, so what were you? Twelve when Mike Messina was pitching for the Orioles. Sounds about right. Yeah. Ten, ten, twelve. Yeah. All right. So if if you were ten or twelve in two thousand three, who's your favorite Oriole? Ty Wigginton. I mean, that's crap. You gotta <laughs> forgive, Lopez. You gotta forgive that these kids don't understand how to cheer, how to be Oriole fans, because they haven't been. Is that why attendance is low? I think I listed like five reasons attendance is low, but okay. yes, that's part of it. 
Okay. But I just see bad teams who have better attendance than us. I don't know why. Why does Milwaukee have better attendance than we do? <laughs> name one thing to do in Milwaukee besides the Brewers. Drink beer. What Name one thing to do in Baltimore <laughs> besides go to see Orioles. The, the, the Brewers have that guy that slides down the slide every time they hit a home run, right? I would go to see that. So you're saying the Oriole bird sucks. The Oriole bird needs a slide. That's what he needs. Or a crane. Anything. Anything would be nice for the Oriole bird. A drone that he could fly. Oh, it's starting to rain. Great. Have you, I, I just, have you watched Hard Knocks? No. They've not got, since, not they, since the Ravens were They now have these robotic little, uh, they look like punching dummies, and they're on like wheels, and they control them with like a remote control car remote, and then huh. the guys go and tackle them. It's weird. So, Josh, attendance, not, not an issue for you. I I think there's no point in in complaining about it. And Bert, attendance not an issue for you. Not the way they're playing right now. No. If if we had a seven and a half game lead and we were crushing everybody and the attendance was this bad, it'd be a problem. The, 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 I'm my, my pessimistic side's coming out. Guys, they're playing like crap lately. There's yeah? nothing. There's yeah, totally. <laughs> Did you see that comeback against the Giants? Yeah, they got lucky. Are you Scopes home runs. Scopes yeah. Dong yeah. In the yeah. eighth, was lucky. It was three rows deep. That was it. That that West Coast road trip stunk. They, this is a team that had a seven game lead in first place or a six game lead in first place. Coast. It's tough traveling no, no, no. to the West Coast. When you left for Africa, or even before you left for Africa, <laughs> what we were like six games up at, at one point. I don't know if it was six, but we were up a good bit. Yeah, yeah. They, they they can they're inconsistent, in completely inconsistent. Yeah, we're it, it's about that time where they go on a seven game win streak now, right? All right, I'll believe it when I see it. Once they play the crap, this is that, how they that, do it. That should be then what they the Astros are for. You know what you have to do to get on a seven game win streak? You got to score more than one run a game. And play some bad teams. Well, and that's the problem, right? If you look at the the, the schedule, we play we play um, right now. We're playing Boston, then play Houston, who's really good. Yep. The Astros are a good baseball team, and then we play the Nationals, yep. who are the second best record in all of baseball. Four games against them, a great baseball team. And then I think after that, we play. Uh, I think the, the Yankees, who are above five hundred, who yep. are still playing good ball. And then I think we play Toronto. Yep. Again, a great base. And then I think we play the Yankees again. So I, I mean, our schedule. Is, is hard. So you can understand why I'm feeling pessimistic. I, I fully understand. Yeah. I fully understand. We, we have so many missed opportunities uh, where we've lost against crappy teams yeah. that we could have taken advantage of getting a little healthier lead for when we play these tough teams, but we didn't. Yep. We lost three out of four to the Oakland Athletics. Unacceptable and who for a team that wants to win the American League East. Yeah. Are you serious? And what about the, 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 the Giants who, when we played them, they had the worst record since the All-Star break yep. in all of baseball. Yep. If their bullpen doesn't collapse in that ninth inning, we're getting we're leaving the West Coast with two wins. It's the truth. <laughs> that ninth inning collapse their bullpen is the only reason we, we salvaged. Yeah. And, and that's the only reason we left San Francisco with a good feeling in our mouth because otherwise we lose that game. Forget it. But what about the argument that we just need to get back home and we play a lot more home games now than we do – Away games. What's the argument for now that we're at home, we'll start winning again? Yeah, because we're playing spectacular at home right now. Yeah, okay. Right. Because remember, <laughs> right. we, were, we didn't get a hit till the seventh inning last night. Right. But uh, we're awesome. Remember, just wait till it warms up. That ball is going to fly. That's right. And Josh is picking up on my pessimism. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but it's, 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 it's fun. I love the Orioles. All right, boys and girls, we hope you enjoyed this show with the boys back in town. The boys yeah, all back You guys want to go away for a few more weeks? <laughs> yeah, they're going to send us out, or send me out at least. Yeah. No, no, you're here to stay, Bert, and the Orioles are here to stay as well. We'll see everybody on Saturday at Camden Yards. Yeah, absolutely. Bunch of us coming out in the game on Saturday. If you have tickets for the game, stop by Section 336. We won't be us. there. 
No, what, what section would we be in? We're like 376 or something. Oh, it's not 376. Oh, no, this is we garbage. got some. We got. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to get reasonable tickets, and because of the bobblehead, they jacked the prices up of the tickets in 336. We're like, Typical Orioles, we're like, low attendance, jack up the price. Right. But at least if you got our tickets through us, you will get the cheapest tickets in town. Yeah, there's a couple left. Totally. 15 bucks. Yeah, 15 bucks. Can't beat that. Uh, go and write a review on iTunes. I think the entire time I was in Africa, not a single person wrote a review on iTunes. Is that true? Uh, they wrote really good reviews, but they sent them to me personally, and I was embarrassed to share it because they just requested you guys to stay away. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, so I want to get this in the camera, me rolling my eyes. That's the whole head eye roll. I was going to say, no eyes roll there. Your head just moved. My head eye roll completely. Uh, so you can go ahead and write us a review on iTunes. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a good review. Subscribe to Section 336. Just search for us on iTunes. Just search Orioles or Section 336, and we'll pop up there. Write us a nice review. We would appreciate it. Check out the video on Facebook. Share the video on Facebook. Help us get the word out. We now have um, right up here, in our up there, in our Facebook ad. Yeah. There, there's some a little spot for sponsors. Because oh, nice. we've been getting some good video views, so we're going to start uh, putting some sponsorships up there. Hey, right. People help us out. Right now, you'll see Utah Street and Russell Street and the Trumbo shirts. Yeah. But Which, we're fans of all those things. Right. Trumbo shirts, Russell Street Report, best site for Ravens news. Absolutely. Utah Street Report, best site for Orioles news. Right. I should write an article about this Bundy thing and be fired up. <laughs> all right. Write an attendance article, too. I, yeah. I think we're <laughs> opposite sides of the fence on that one. Um. Yeah, let, you can like us on Facebook, all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can follow Bert at Bert Rody. You can follow Josh at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Section three thirty six is a affiliate of twenty four seven networks. Find section three thirty six on utahstreetreport.com. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside.